Hi, welcome to Spotter Podcast. My name is Sajal and join me in passing through topics on digital disruption. Spotter is a new way to explain old topics. It is a podcast where my attempt is for you to hear a fresh take on an everyday topic that you haven't heard before. Spotter does this by exploring challenges and opportunities of everything digital in enterprises and in society. I try to pass through many topics on digital disruption in an attempt to paint a fresh perspective on topics that you've heard many times over. So thank you for listening to Spotter and I hope you like this latest episode. Hi Sajal, how are you today? I'm doing good Kiran. How is life? Life is good. Today's weather in Stockholm is really beautiful. It's pretty nice actually. Yes, it is very nice. That has given us an opportunity to talk about some topic because we have nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, and I thought maybe you know web3.0 can be an interesting topic. Hmm. Yeah. Because I've recently come across this topic on the internet. So I was reading the evolution of you know the internet hmm. as a whole the world wide web trying to compare how you know web 1.0 web 2.0 and web 3.0 yeah. hmm that's a good place to start maybe we can start there yeah yeah so apparently from the 90s to 2004 the era was web 1.0 where there were mainly static web pages on the internet and the users were only the consumers they were just the readers of whatever was published on the static pages and after 2004 or from 2004 since the these uh, latest social media companies have started to come up mainly facebook twitter and what not the internet has become more interactive wherein users started posting their own content right and uh, but again the data is again that which is controlled by an organization so the mm. web 1.0 and the web 2.0 mainly the data resides in one central server which is owned by one of the big tech giants these days for example facebook google yeah. twitter so when large corporations are owning you know platforms or data uh, where your data my data be it on twitter or facebook is being stored there have been discussions on companies not owning that level of data right because we we heard about this cambridge analytica mm. uh, in the us that was very big yeah and then a lot of news around brands misusing or being careless with users data to publish their own advertisements and all of that there were instances where brands had to pay a lot of money because there was a data breach mm. um so all this is pointing towards a decentralized way of owning data where the data is not centrally stored anywhere but rather it is spread across multiple systems right so it will be interesting to see how this decentralized architecture or decentralized way of uh, storing data would take place in the coming days hmm and uh what is interesting is that tech 
gave rise to lot of data in the web 1 and web 2 yeah that data got centralized which created a problem and then that problem is being addressed hopefully or will be addressed by web 3 web 3.0 yeah looks like web 3.0 will not just be about solving the technology problem around ownership but also governance outside of technology mm-hmm. so it has spilled over to uh, challenging a lot of government institutions in various countries also yeah so that is something also interesting to note how a simple technology disruption mm. is causing lot of flutter in non technology spheres right. the same application now is being applied to uh, these these forums mm-hmm. so you have any particular technology in mind when we talk about you know mainly decentralization yeah so the the way i like to explain this is through a whatsapp chat so imagine we are in 2015 yeah and uh, we are in a group chat let's say we have four or five people and we are chatting away i get angry i get angry on you and uh, i decide to write something which is probably unpleasant which i will regret later yeah. but at that point i don't know that i will regret it and i'll make sure you regret it yes <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine that among four people chatting for 15 minutes lot of information is getting uh exchanged in that whatsapp group yeah about 15 minutes later when my head cools down i realize that i have made a mistake but now there is no way for me to delete, delete that message from the group chat yeah uh even if i am able to delete it from my interface it remains on your interface and it, that message also remains on all the other group participants and that is exactly what blockchain is in web 3.0 okay the idea is that there should be no way for anyone to manipulate information once it is recorded hmm. it doesn't matter how it is recorded from use case to use case yeah but the concept remains the same and there is no way to undo your actions that is exactly what blockchain provides and the relevance of this is you can take an example let's say land acquisition in developing countries this is a very big problem yeah where you know land records historical land records are very poor yeah and then uh, you know developing countries have catapulted themselves into very rapid development in a very short time but the technology has not kept pace with the mm. speed at which they have developed so that has left behind lot of land records which are still in paper yeah and either they are in paper or they don't exist right. because we didn't have a system to capture information about land ownership yeah and so what happens is as we develop and as countries develop middle class becomes you know more prominent and people have capacity to buy properties when they get into the buying cycle they often encounter that you know the land that they are buying or the apartment they are buying on top of that land uh, they have to do additional checks and balances to make sure that it is indeed legal and yeah if i acquire a property here that i will not be thrown out and the volume of litigations arising from poor historical land records are too many yeah and so going forward 
what can probably happen and what is probably happening also in some countries is if you put a blockchain you can imagine tomorrow that if i want to buy a house mm. then i can simply verify all the details of that house on that land including the land records because they are now recorded in that blockchain yeah in a, in a non refutable way in a no, in a way that cannot be edited yeah in the same way that a whatsapp example that once i say something it cannot be undone in the 2015 whatsapp right similarly these records remain etched in stone and the other benefit is that multiple copies of that record remain in the system just as yeah. multiple <clears throat> versions of my comment to you remains with all the interfaces mm-hmm. so if that happens then even if some agency or some stakeholder that is trying to manipulate land records he may be successful in burning down his his block of in in the chain yeah but then that there are other blocks which will record that same information right yeah so that makes it a very powerful and immutable system of records that can then increase tra- transparency and increase consumer confidence in purchasing high fixed cost assets mm. you know particularly for those consumers for whom maybe income is a very important criteria yeah you know because it's their life savings i think land is one example and we can also touch on some other examples as we move along like you rightly said blockchain might be one of the key technologies in evolving web 3.0 as a concept yeah right because it would improve the transparency which is again mm-hmm. the push for web 3.0 yeah and unfortunately what has happened is that blockchain has and web 3.0 has eclipsed the topic of blockchain yeah now the applications of web 3.0 are discussed more in media and in in coffee conversations mm. and so the focus has become more about coins and about nfts etc but its most uh, important applications are not being discussed today speaking about nfts i don't see any intrinsic value you know but Mm. it's i see it only for trading purposes that people are using it if i buy something virtually i don't feel it i don't own it physically right yeah but then i also have come across discussions about nfts being used for protecting the copyrights of the content creators mm. but i'm not really sure how that would help yeah it's interesting problem actually you are you are right that it is to protect intellectual property of content creators and not just content creators who know how to create content but also those kinds of creators who so far did not think about creating content and mm-hmm. now want to so they yeah. might not have a reputation but they have a way of creating any content mm-hmm. and then protecting the copyrights or the intellectual property behind that content and that is why you see in nfts these days you know any digital art or gifs are also considered content yeah which in itself is a debatable topic you know i yeah. think we will touch on that but essentially the way this also works it's the same underlying concept which is the blockchain 
where if let's say i create a, i create a digital asset hmm. character in a in a cartoon series obviously i am not marvel comics yeah what i will do instead is i will create the content that jpeg file or whatever format it may be in of that character and i will list it on an exchange somewhere which, uh, which is powered by blockchain hmm so as soon as i list it and i call it my own and i put in all the details around the asset digital asset the the blockchain will register it as my asset right and then there is no way for anyone else to claim that it is theirs now let's say that you want to buy that asset from me then you might find it on that platform if you like it then you will probably pay for it but underneath the surface there will be a contract that you and i will sign which will be enabled through that blockchain which technically is called smart contracts but essentially it is just you and me agreeing, agreeing that this is my asset and you are purchasing it for a certain amount so that gets recorded in the blockchain hmm. and tomorrow if you decide to copy it or call it your own then i can refer to this blockchain and challenge your ownership Right. of that asset so essentially what it will do is it will allow people like you and me to have ownership and intellectual property around a digital asset i think it's pretty early stage companies individual institutions they are all trying to experiment mm-hmm. i think in shopping experiences it is becoming uh, pretty popular in concerts it's becoming pretty popular in music industry but but the the scalable application of NF, nft is still a question mark right where it will go so this is how it will probably work but the other downside of it is that it will then flood the market with a lot of creators a lot of creators yeah and maybe those creators will have no credentials but exactly. they will have ownership to a an asset that they think yeah has some credentials and where that will go you know in a, in the future no one knows Right. Yeah. So maybe that we'll touch some, upon that. Yeah. That is something we still have to see. Yeah. But yeah, there are like very similar to what you have said. There is a topic around content creator economy because of the NFTs. Hmm. But then again, there is a negative effect where a lot of there will be a lot of content creators all of a sudden. Yeah. And there will be a flood of content. Yeah. For example, there is YouTube now, hmm. which is a mainstreaming platform where you can publish your own content, but. maybe exclusively you are not the owner of it correct as of today but then blockchain would enable it yeah i mean youtube even if you upload a video and if i were to rip it off and put it in my account yeah it still has your face yeah so no one is going to believe that <laughs> it is my content but in the case of digital assets which are at an atomic level you know these are assets that creator considers very valuable yeah uh, it's difficult to uh, it's difficult to put a value on it and it is difficult to create the amount of content creators that will flood the system if i want i can turn on a screen recorder app mm. and simply capture your um, asset yeah. without even buying it from you yeah so the only way nfts can succeed is if they become acceptable at a very big scale like the internet yes the internet is governed by a certain set of rules similarly nfts will have to be baked into 
every technology software hardware so that natively hmm. intellectual property is built into software and hardware only then it might have some uh, you know mass appeal uh, at at a very small level it will not matter because outside that platform i can simply scrape the screen and yeah you know record your uh, asset and use it the way i want yeah 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 but like you said it's a question mark on yes how it will work yeah at the end. yeah but the discussions have anyway recently started on web 3.0 yeah. because the transition from web 1.0 to 2.0 took almost about 10 years or more mhm and then we'll have to see how this is going to evolve yeah i want to share some good news about spotter we have found out that we are doing pretty well in netherlands and in india we hope to do well in other markets as well but for these two markets in the management segment of podcasts we are in the top 150 uh, given that i don't have too many episodes i'm trying my best to put as many out as possible uh, and uh, i want to thank everyone who's listening to it uh, every listenership every listener matters a lot and thank you for making this meaningful not just for yourselves but for me as well so if web 3.0 were to come into full force right mhm the there can be huge effects on the current businesses especially the big tech giants right they have they have the control on data Mm. which is what people are thinking they should not have and mm. so there's a push to web 3.0 so if it indeed comes into force then i think businesses have to already start thinking of you know new business models which would help them move on to a blockchain platform first because blockchain is a foundational platform as we discussed so far blockchain would enable the transparency of data that the users are wanting these days right i would uh, agree with you to a to an extent that it is definitely one way to decentralize power we discussed this today but here is the other thing that we should think about imagine that everyone hops on to a blockchain platform then mm. you can think about apple let's say yeah so apple has patented a technology for the screen mm-hmm. which is the the capacitive touch well they patented it long ago in okay. 2008 9 i didn't know but yeah. whenever yeah the contract for making those screens is from samsung so there are there are few vendors now imagine that in 2009 and 10 there was a blockchain platform hmm so as soon as if i was samsung as soon as i got this contract i could theoretically go to the blockchain platform and call this technology my own technology that apple wants right because i am manufacturing so my point of view could also be that it is a technology that i own intellectual property for hmm and i am if i am the supplier to apple then from an apple's perspective apple is losing competitive advantage so you can see that if blockchain is scaled up and adopted across companies it removes a very fundamental 
part of competition and business strategy which is information apple has more information about what phones are how the best phones are made and suddenly all its suppliers claim to be copyright holders of parts of that information so now apple doesn't have any monopoly on that information anymore and they lose competitive advantage and anyone else if samsung decides to release that technology let's say to someone else that apple is using yeah then apple cannot even challenge it so there i feel removing information asymmetry which is core to driving competition in at least the world that we live in hmm. if that is challenged then a lot of companies also might not adopt it right. that is one problem second problem is which blockchain platform will people hop on so i i mean either you have sector specific blockchains mm-hmm. or you have functional blockchains like for payments you have one blockchain for for land records and for bookkeeping you have a different blockchain or you have a universal blockchain uh, like the internet is there is only one internet i don't think there are five six internets yeah so that is the second problem if there are multiple blockchains then we are replacing the old system with the new system and concentration of power is still with the blockchain platforms now the idea of yeah. web3.0 essentially is that evolving the internet itself right to a blockchain platform maybe like you mentioned it yeah. can be more like a universal uh, blockchain platform yeah right. if it is not universal yeah then there is no point and the way companies are driving blockchain experiments these days it is almost like they are doing it in small bubbles right so like they are not thinking about a universal blockchain on which their use case can ride on they are trying to come up with their own little experiment with a bunch of stakeholders who participate in that transaction yeah and trying to experiment with the pros and cons and that's why it re- that is why it is remaining limited in its scope and its scale so that is a different problem that yeah so if you make have to be solved if you make data transparent then companies might lose their competitive advantage yeah 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 so what you're saying is you're damned if you do and you're damned Correct. if you don't <laughs> yeah if so you have a problem that you are trying to fix which is the web 2.0 concentration problem right so you are adopting blockchain in web 3.0 but by scaling that adoption you are removing the ability to compete so maybe in the future will decide to scale back the blockchain so you are back to where you started right yeah So yes you are damned if you do and you are damned if you don't at least that is how it feels today that's how i i think we should maybe conclude this episode kiran yes that was a really interesting topic we discussed yeah Thank you for listening to Spotter podcast. I hope you like this topic. Next week we will be back with another one. And I hope that you like that one as well. If you do like the podcast, please feel free to subscribe to it and share it. Either the entire podcast or a specific episode that you enjoyed. The idea is that the more you do these two things, the more people hear these ideas and it helps me make a small contribution 
to the conscience of the world thank you for your listenership